I'm Lindsay Curtis, and this is Her Return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human, feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real-life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey home. I've been sitting with the unknown a lot lately, dreaming into and musing about it. As a mother, it is the single greatest factor of all, but it's also present in any and all creative endeavors because true great creativity has to include the unknown. It starts with the blank canvas, otherwise it's false. It's just not true. The organic blueprints of this earthly experience are so intricate and divinely inspired that it can't possibly be known in entirety to our humanly selves and our sweet little minds. Which is why aligning to that which is greater is what's truly necessary to access great creativity and to soulfully co-create our lives. I recently finished a sacred one-to-one container with a beautiful woman who, at the end of it, is sitting in the great unknown. She's just left her stable job for a greater soulful expression and way more authentic Uh, living, authenticity. She's also experiencing a reoccurring health challenge and doesn't yet know if it's going to turn towards another surgery or she'll be able to heal herself like 80% of the cases do. These are pretty big unknowns and in the face of it, at the end of our last session, she's feeling joyful And this joy has been stable throughout the last portion of our container. And for her, it felt so very new. And yet, it's so very ancient. Her deep knowing is what was coming up and being the most present for her. And I felt really inspired to be able to witness this because I've been experiencing it for a very long time myself. And I often get gifted this, to be able to witness women anchoring into their the truth of joy that just simply is, that's really beyond uh, happiness and being um, content with whatever the situation, but the joy that is really life moving through us in whatever direction it needs to flow. In mothering, unknowns are everywhere. From the unknown of just how long I have to myself while Isaiah takes a nap, will it be his two hours, is it going to be 90 minutes, or even the other day he just slept for 35 minutes because he had a, a nightmare in his dream, in his, in his nap, and you know, this, this window of what do I have for myself, what can I do? And then the unknowns of why is he waking up crying? Is he in pain? Is his teeth growing in? Is he growing? Is it an emotional expression? Mothering and parenting in general really helps us meet and not even helps, it facilitates us meeting these unknowns on the daily 
And I recently heard of a man saying how he can't handle the unknown of the first two years of raising children and how after that is when he really becomes engaged. And I find this very first honest and also interesting because yeah, children learn uh, spoken language and can speak and communicate in ways that adults can logically begin to grasp at around two years old. And so there's this whole window of our early childhood experience where it's just perceived by a lot of adults that they can't understand anything. But before our language develops, we really must rely on resting into the openness of the unknown to connect with our dreaming self and communicating from that space. This is where a lot of the passion that I have for dreaming and my work comes from, from first healing and and growing within my own inner landscape and then witnessing how potent it is in transforming the lives of women around me and for themselves in their own self-parenting process, which I talk about more in episode number 39, and also how they show up for their creative projects and perhaps for their families and for their communities. My client that we recently finished with, uh, a large aspect of her journey, our journey to this time commitment has actually been welcoming in the deep desire to become a mother. And sitting with the unknown is by far the greatest preparation, I would say. During pregnancy, I decided to opt out of all ultrasounds. Some people call uh, what I experienced a wild pregnancy. And I also didn't do any blood tests and um, really any medical intervention, except once at the very end, I wanted to see what blood type I was. I was so deeply connected to my body and to my baby that for me, there was no needing of confirmation. I was so comfortable sitting in the unknown logical, but the deep inner knowing of what is and that all is good. I was completely comfortable with the unknown mystery of the perfect unfurling of creation that was within my womb. And that's a paradox. You know, being able to be in the unknown and be comfortable within it. It's quite paradoxical. Feeling safe when you can't even see any safety, right? And our dreaming and our imagination and our actual physical embodiment are ways to get truly, truly comfortable with the unknown. Another aspect of the unknown that is so incredibly alive in my day-to-day and in my life is the unknown of being self-employed, which in French, it's, I love it because in French it's indépendante, which is just independent. (laughs) So as an independent person, I actually just know and see how interdependent I am actually on the rich web of humanity to co-create with. And this is how I see all artists and self-employed freelancers, entrepreneurs, we're so interdependent on all of creation, actually. And it comes from coming 
back, stepping back and being more and more into our great alignment, that we can rest in the unknown. And the unknown shows up in the way that every time a project ends, we need to step open into that unknown open space, be faced again with the blank canvas, and be able to listen what desires to come through me. We recently finished uh, almost a month ago. I don't know, it's been two weeks at the time of this recording. We finished the nine-month journey of courting desire. And it was so beautiful to be able to sit in that paradoxical space of feeling the excitement that it was ending and being able to witness the amazing spaces that the women that completed the journey are sitting in and what they've embodied and reclaimed for themselves and celebrating that and and also being so happy that the project is complete and at the same time feeling those tinglings of oh my god but what's gonna come next (laughs) oh my goodness like what what am i gonna create next where's my work gonna go and and being able to sit and feel through it all. And this is the greatest invitation of being able to sit with the unknown. It's to be in open space with feeling it all. Because as we face the unknown, any insecurities, any fears, any uh, angers, any residual emotions can pop up. And they're only popping up so that we feel them and we allow them expression and then magically they're gone (laughs) and we can keep gathering all that energy that perhaps used to be um, just stuffing those feelings down those emotions down we get to gather that energy as life force to help us go forward even more into the unknown and actually create from that space the female experience specifically is filled and guided by unknowns just at the basic physiological level of not knowing when menstruation is going to start like your actual first menarche the first blood and then on the monthly like when does the month when does the blood fall of course and and then when will be the last one when does the menopause come And these initiatory windows of surrender surely can be overridden by pharmaceuticals, you know, but at what cost? We've broached this conversation on a few episodes on the podcast. I really see how the illusion of control over nature doesn't serve any of our wholeness in the end. Wholeness in and of itself includes mystery. It includes the deep, dark womb space and the unknown of divinity. I recently, it's been almost four months now, I've had four months of uh, not wearing underwear (laughs) and being in this space of actually... So my motivation was because I received some some teachings, some skirt teachings on the the effects that actually underwear has energetically, as well as pants have energetically, and the connection with our womb and the relaxation of our bellies and you know therefore our digestion and our connection with the earth. So of course I gave myself the opportunity to experience and embody this. 
And after four cycles now of being underwear free, I've also experienced a lot, and maybe I'll talk more about the details of that another time, but what I want to touch on here in the unknown is free bleeding. So for four cycles, I've bled without uh, underwear for the majority of the cycle. I would still wear uh, something a few of the nights when I would go to sleep, depending on the configuration, because I'm bed sharing with my partner and a baby and well the baby doesn't sleep with us all the time but he comes into the bed sometimes and etc etc so on the practicals I've done whatever felt as easiest and most supportive to me at the time but what was really fun about this um, stepping into the unknown of okay what will happen if I'm wearing a skirt and my blood just starts to drop Like, how am I going to interact with that? We never really know when it happens, right? And I've, I've free bled before a few times I've, I've done it and, and practiced and experienced it because I'm interested also in like being able to sense, uh, muscularly when my blood is dripping and to hold it in and and release it consciously to the earth or to a receptacle that I can then give back to the earth Um, and so in going over these, these past four cycles, it's been really beautiful to get to experience my blood in a new way and sitting even deeper into the spaciousness of recognizing what our blood can really invite us to open to if we give the time space to it. And yes, not everybody, uh, chooses to set themselves up in a way that for the first three days of bleed, you're, you're home and you know, you're really listening to your womb. But if there's anything that I can suggest, if you want to connect more with your wild nature, if you want to connect more with your primal being, it's to be in that window of your blood. I uh, recently recommended to a client that she tries it for just one day or just one afternoon, free bleed, just one afternoon. That's what I had done a few years ago, and it it already taught me so much. So being able to go into the unknown, because even the way we approach our menstruation, it's, you know, you have to control it. You have to make sure that if a drop of blood falls on your bedsheet or on your pants, it's the end of the world. And um, you need to make sure that, you know, you don't even see your blood or uh, that it stays all nice and clean. I remember actually a, a few years ago, like six six years ago now, when we were we were moving into an apartment and the toilet. So in Europe, um, we often have a toilet room and then a bathroom separately. And in this apartment, the toilet uh, room, which is just like a toilet closet basically, didn't have a sink. And I remember being in there and being like, At the time, I was using a menstrual cup, and I was like, but where am I going to rinse my blood? I'm going to have to walk out of the bathroom with my blood in my hand and go to the sink. (laughs) And I remember um, when my partner and I were talking about this apartment, I said to him, like, I'm going to have to walk around with my blood. And he was like, okay. And he, like, it didn't phase him. And I thought it was so interesting at that moment that it bugged me. And I was like, oh, like, I 
could get more intimate with my blood here. Like there's some shame or, or what that, what is that about? So throughout our lives, our blood is, is always asking us to go deeper into the mystery and the unknown and how do we relate to it? Another huge aspect of the unknown for all of us, but definitely for the female experience, is orgasmic experiences. Orgasmic experience, like I feel like by definition, is sitting with the unknown. To be able to surrender to orgasmicness flowing through us simply means to be with life so deeply as it moves us. Orgasmic experiences, there's such a wide spectrum, and I want to do a short podcast like just devoted to that, so that's going to be coming soon. But orgasmic experience is just, it can be anything. It can be tears and, and howls and pleasure waves and ecstasy and it really only can be experienced by surrendering into the deep unknown pulsations emerging moment to unknown moment to unknown moment and letting that unknown become known in the moment. <laughs> and I can hear someone in their mind be like, what does that even mean? And yet there's somewhere in your body that knows exactly what I mean. It's out of the great void and darkness that all springs to life. And the more we can get comfortable with that, the more that we can rest into that void, the more goodness we can really, really, really experience. I see this time and time again, time and time again, and it makes me so excited that women are claiming this more and more and more. And humanity, I mean, you could follow the news and say, like, no way. But the humanity that I know is leaning greater and greater into the mystery. And it makes me so excited for what we're going to create. Hmm. So for your personal practice of sitting into the unknown, I invite you to reflect on what has touched you in this monologue <laughs> today. Where did you feel maybe really curious, maybe excited, or maybe even disgusted? Because those emotions or feelings are definitely guiding you into where you could reclaim something for yourself and where it could be an opportunity to practice. And the something that I just want to say is we all have our journey with the unknown and We all have our own practice of the unknown and life is going to give us opportunities and invitations simply by living our life. And so looking around your life right now as it is and see where is it that you could rest a little bit deeper. Is it perhaps your sexuality and being a little bit more in your body and a little bit more relaxed 
while you're feeling it? Is it in your blood? Is it in your sensuality? Is it how you relate to your creativity? Perhaps also if you don't have a work that you necessarily feel so creative in, do you give yourself regular time space to just sit down with a blank piece of paper? Do you, can you write? Do you stream of consciousness journal? Do you paint? Do you draw? For years, I, I really, I remember actually another story, but when I was in Australia, I, um, I was finishing my university degree and it was clear to me that I wasn't going to go further in, in my studies at that time because I was really, uh, falling off the well-beaten track, so to speak. And I was, I was seeing that something else wanted to open through me, that desire wanted to move me in a different direction. And I was guided to paint. And so I had already started like watercoloring and stuff a couple of years prior, just for fun. It's, I'm, yeah, it's just for me. And, and I used to, uh, come home from, from university class and paint, or I would skip class and paint. And I had so much fun and I would paint a canvas and then paint it white and then paint over it again. And I had a few canvases that became super thick and I would paint on paper. And, and I remember one time, like I painted something that absolutely scared me and I had no idea what uh, most of the time I would just sit down and, and just paint I didn't have an image necessarily that I knew I wanted to express and one time <laughs> I had this painting that was came out of me and it was so scary like I looked at it and I was petrified and I was like oh my god that was inside me and because I saw it because I externalized it because I brought it like up to consciousness I was able to see it and I remember that deep exhale that I was just like, wow, now it's out. And I called a friend of mine who's I consider to be much more of an artist in that way than I am. And I called him and I was like, oh my God, like, what do you do when you create something that is scary or hideous? And he was like, you have to destroy it immediately. <laughs> and I remember like taking my paper out into the backyard and ripping it up and and uh, having a little fire ceremony and letting, lighting it on fire. And this might have been, I don't know, this might have been one of my first fire fire rituals. It's more of a ritual. Uh, it might have been the first time I, I really lit something in consciousness to, to release. And as I did, I just can remember oh, the expansiveness in my heart and, and in my uh, chest and then my upper back I feel it again in my body right now and all that came because I was willing to sit with the unknown and let the unknown move through me uh, through creativity that was fun <laughs> now I want to go paint oh, so I I invite you yeah to reflect in the spacious time of what is a way that can you can actually engage in to embody and expand upon your comfort of sitting with the unknown. And let me know. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you're ready and you really are feeling called to go deeper into the unknown of your own self, then 
maybe it's time to join Courting Desire. Courting Desire, our nine-month journey, is going to begin again in October of 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. And during uh, the last week in August and September is when enrollment is happening. So you can book in a consult call and we can go over your desire, what it is you truly are feeling called for, and how Courting Desire may be in service of that. If you don't know, Courting Desire is an amazingly full and uh, complete journey over nine months. It's three seasons. And the first season is all about sensual explorations. So we go deep into our sensuality and embodiment. And then we go into the unifying of polarities, which is our yin and yang and our masculine and feminine and many different uh, configurations of that, the light and the dark. And then from that space, we get to go into sexual uh, foundations slash activations, depending on where each woman is. This journey is filled with um, meetings in our group. Every other week, we have long classes. And then on the opposite weeks, we have shorter embodiment practice classes. And in addition to that, we have one-to-one personalized sessions. So we can go super deep and precise into your own relationship with desire and with creativity and with your full soul's goodness coming here into your body to be expressed on earth for the benefit of all beings. In a nutshell, that's what Courting Desire is. And um, I'll be talking about it more, probably through my email list. If you haven't signed up, I invite you to go to my website, www.herreturn.com, where we can connect there. And um, if you do feel the call right now, go ahead and book in a consult for Courting Desire. And I look forward to speaking with you very soon. I'm Lindsay Curtis, and thank you for listening to Her Return, the podcast. If something in today's episode has sparked you in your relationship to the unknown, enjoy that spark and follow up on it with action for yourself. And if you feel inspired, send this episode, recommend this episode to another beautiful woman who can also be touched. Until next time, may you return home to yourself today.